I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson. Businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome back to our series about how we connect. This is the second part of our discussion about lack in relationships and how we can respond in healthy ways. If you haven't heard part one, I promise you're going to need that to set up what we're talking about here. So you're going to want to go back and listen to that first. But if you're ready, we'll just jump right back in with the pragmatists. All right, the last of the triads, uh, 369. Same story, and we hinted at it that there's like a feeling of dread in broken relationships for three sixes and nines. And the dread comes from not wanting to engage their repressed center. Nines don't want to act. Threes don't want to engage their feelings or the feelings of others. Sixes don't want to engage those thinking places in productive ways. This is the invitation for balance. Uh, You got thoughts on, we can start with the nines. Like how does that materialize for you? And I think this is this is the place where it's clearest to me of the the sort of direction of the the energy and be, because the dread is a sort of stuck place like it's an in between place. I'm imagining the the trash compactor scene in A New Hope where, okay, where they're sure. like like the walls are closing in on me and for <laughs> for nines that I know that I have to do something when what I really want to do is just stay right here and have nothing happen to me. And, yep. and when, when I experience lack in relationships, when people steal the peace from the space that I'm trying to create, now I have to do something to engage this. And that is the worst thing that I, that's the thing that I most don't want to do. I just want it to be peaceful. And I'm sort of stuck in the walls closing in on me. That's a place for potentially healthy disconnection. If you if you act, if you engage your action from a place where, what did we say before? From a place where you're, you know your presence matters. You know what you, the world you want to create, the spaces you want to create. Sometimes you do need to disconnect. Right. But that's what healthy disconnection might look like for a nine, right? I mean, sometimes right. you have to, sometimes you as a business owner have to fire somebody. Right. You have to kick somebody out of your shop. Right. Um, and, and if... I mean, if if the space that I'm trying to create is is one of peace, but I find out that I'm actually in a trash compactor and the walls are closing in and trying to compact it, then maybe I should leave the trash compactor. <laughs> like the the disconnection might be that like the space that I actually created was yeah. a trash compactor. <laughs> right. You know, this is a terrible analogy, but but like the disconnection comes from recognizing the things that the the work that needs to be done in order to actually create peace might mean abandoning some things and letting go of of expectations or or people or or 
even some of the physical things in that space in order to attain the larger goal. Yeah. And maintain the connections that are important. Yeah. You're an nine. You can see other people's perspectives. Sometimes their perspectives are clearly toxic. This, mm-hmm. this is a person that you care about or perhaps you're a family member with. Right. And you say, I, you acting in that space might be, look, we're separating for a bit and I'm sorry to tell you that or, right. you know, whatever, or, you know, physically removing yourself, however that might materialize. Right. Mm. Threes. Yeah. Dreading, uh, the, the dread for them is, is, uh, their repressed center is the feeling space and, and the dread is about engaging that feelings. And it, it's, it's almost like they're ignoring the dread because I mean, why face our feelings when we can just like do other things that'll be like, let, let's just move on from this because yeah. feelings are messy and, and we'll deal with this later for not only their own feelings, but also for the person in front of them's feelings. Like right, your, right. your feelings are clouding things. You're, they're not efficient. I bet we can move. Can we set this conversation aside and we'll deal yes. with this later? Correct. And and it it's for them it, it's much more of an emotional sense of being stuck in a trash compactor. It's, it's and and their response is to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they get the heck out of there and like because it's trash compactor. Why would you want to keep? <laughs> maybe this <laughs> analogy works a little bit better than I thought. It's a trash compactor. Why would you want to stay in there? This it's it's literally a trash compactor. I want to go to places that are excellent, like bridges and. So the ignoring that space uh, or being dread is, is the best word. Afraid isn't a good word for this, but like, like not wanting to face that emotional space has so much to do with not wanting to engage something that that's messy and takes time and is not pretty. And the healthy disconnection comes in, in recognizing that like you are not, the work that you are doing, you're, you're not, you yourself are not the things that you're trying to put forward and the friendships that, or, or even the, the perception of whatever has failed about the, the, the friendship, the, the relationship, whatever that you need to disconnect from that. You need to re-engage the actual feeling space so that you can more clearly understand what this what has happened in this relationship. You know, one of the things I see with lots of threes who are public figures, as it were, I mean, not like public, public, well-known, but even, you know, they, they have a position that's fairly, you know, they're on stage. Sometimes they get a platform that's huge and they're known for doing something really well. And the one set of folks they don't do that well is with their kids. Mm, Yeah. And so this teacher is fantastic teaching hundreds of people and just can't educate, you know, just can't teach their one or two kids. Well, or this, this, uh, I I think of like, uh, there's a handful of religious figures who are threes and you know, they, they're, they got a big microphone and they're speaking to all these folks and the one set of folks who just aren't buying their, you know, their picture of God and spirituality and the rest are their kids. Right. And it's like my superpower has been taken away. Right. I normally connect with people on, by being amazing on stage. And that's why we connect. Right. And that is gone with the kids. 
And it feels to me like that's the place of I have to get in touch with my own emotions here and with their emotions. And if I'm going to be a healthy parent, you know, some, it's going to some some real work's going to have to get done there. And the right. target isn't efficiency. This might take a while. Right. Right. Well, and even I, I have a, a three friend that um, struggled with uh, sort of the the dissolving of a, a long term friendship, and and part of the emotional work that came in there is recognizing that the other person is not rejecting the friend, like the the other person is not rejecting the three. They're not they're not upset they're not like it it's not necessarily and the part of the disconnection comes in 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 recognizing that the loss of that friendship the loss of that relationship does not make you a failure mm-hmm. it's just something that happened and and so engaging with that feeling space engaging like shoring up that repressed center has to do with like connecting to that other person and recognizing that maybe we just we drifted apart or maybe there's actually work that I have failed I have failed to do and and need to engage with and and like I I need to stop being the person on stage and I need to start being a better parent yeah I need to disconnect from this image and I need to work on the actual relationships in my life yeah, healthy relationships are going to require your full self, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to actually know yourself as a three to have a real relationship. Otherwise, it is just you can play a game, as it were. Or right, you right. know, self knowledge is is going to be really, really important for three sevens and eights. Again, yeah. having a robust language of emotions and feelings to describe what's going on in your inner life is is the step. Uh, what was the, I forgot the name of the author. Uh, she wrote Atlas of the Heart, but that's uh, essentially. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. The whole book is about that. You yeah. know, having a more of a kaleidoscopic vocabulary for what's going on inside you. Right. Sixes. So then sixes uh, in this space of dread and the trash compactor of, of broken relationships, like the, the, the trash compactor represents like everything is going wrong and everything is breaking. And, and the dread that they're going through is, is that I actually have to think that I have to understand this, that I have to, to do work to appropriately process what's coming at me because they, they struggle with, with that thinking center and, and for them, like like when relationships are breaking, it's it's really easy to just start doing stuff. It's really easy to to get stuck in the uh, the sort of spinning out that emotional response of of like like this person hates me, and obviously that means that I'm a I'm I'm doomed to be alone for the rest of my life, and that sense of dread that that. The, their trash compactor is about understanding that what's real and understanding who you are and understanding that like you did not necessarily do anything wrong or if you did do something wrong here is the one little piece and there is a whole other person that's part of what happened here and you have to understand that the other person did things too and made choices. And it's not all about how you have 
failed, how you have broken, how you aren't capable of navigating this. It also has to do with the other person. Right. And, and like, like working on that thinking center, like here's the things you did do. Here's the things that you have worked really hard at to try and maintain or, or keep, or here, even, even in that like disconnection space for, for three, sixes and nines, like, like maybe, maybe it's actually that you did everything right and the other person did everything wrong. And you need to recognize that it's okay to separate from that person. Yeah. Healthy yeah. perspective. Yeah. The, it goes both ways in terms of being able to think about, yeah, what they did, but also being able to see what you did in giving appropriate value mm-hmm. to those things. Yeah, just special footnote for ones, twos, and sixes. The the target there really is wisdom, and it it's just core to push for wisdom when saying how do I how, how do I think through the relationship that's gone bad. What you're really looking for is for depthy insight that is both about yourself and about the other, right. and just getting a clear picture there so that right. you can, I suppose, for ones, twos, and sixes, so that you can react better in the future. Right. Bang. A last really valuable step towards grounding would be this third one, which is just engaging the high side of your stress number. So just to recap, you engage the high side of your center. That's how you take the world in. Take the world in in a healthy way. Engage the high side of stance. That means you're engaging the world in a healthy way. With engaging the stress move, the high side of your stress move, this is really pulling in other tools, it's almost like you're getting pals on board that are you know, going to help you navigate mm-hmm. this sucker in ways that you wouldn't naturally navigate. Everybody's going to go differently here. And this one, might we might just go around the circle in a normal way because everybody's moves are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think the target, again, comes back to that healthy fruit of creating healthy boundaries, creating healthy connection and disconnection, really being moved by a healthy frustration when a relationship has gone badly, that seems to me to be the target here. Yeah. yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's good, good wisdom. Because we've been hurt. So what, where do what, what are you aiming at now that you've right. been hurt? You, you don't want to just sit and hurt. Right. Let that frustration propel you forward. Let, you know, let the, the pain move you towards disconnecting from what needs to get disconnected from establish some new boundaries that's yeah. all great insight i think right yeah there's a we, we've talked about this a lot the the high side low side of the stress move and and i think there's like like it it's safe to assume that with a with a breaking of a relationship with when you're in this lack there's there's a good chance that you're at some point in that process going to deal with stress you're going to feel like you're in a stress place and there's good tools available in in finding balance in your center. There's there's good and necessary tools available in finding balance in your repressed center. And and this says when you do get to that stress place, and even when you have reactions that aren't necessarily from your stress, if you are healthy, if you are doing work, you can grab onto some of the tools that are available in your stress move. Yeah. One of the tools that's available is uh, the other types stance. And that's mm-hmm. what, when I look at this list, this is what comes out. So just starting with eights, 
Eights who are hurt and move into stress go to five. Eights are normally assertive, aggressive types. But in stress, they're going to be withdrawn. And they withdraw into that five space where they're going to engage their mind. Mm -hmm. And notice how helpful that would be in creating relational boundaries. You've been hurt. The relationship didn't go the way you wanted it to. You're taking a big step back into withdrawn space, but what you should think about there is what are the the, the appropriate wise relational boundaries that are going to really be valuable moving forward. Right. And then you re-engage your body. The The move from five back to eight is also really important. Eights need to re-engage their body and start acting on that. Right, right. And and like bringing all of this, I, I feel like this this part of it is like putting everything together. Like, like if you're doing the work on your primary motive, if you're doing the stance work, this is the place where you actually put those things together and, and have a, a movement forward, have a, have a, a path out of, of the stress of the, of the brokenness. And, and that, that move for five is like engaging healthy boundaries is, is not just about, the, the mental understanding, but it's also combining the clearer understanding with the work that you've been doing in your stance. So, so bringing up the emotional centers, like, like these are places where you can and should create healthy boundaries. And also your emotional work recognizes that you have built up the boundaries too hard for some people Ooh. and healthy boundaries yeah means that some of these other places need to come down and you need to continue to re-engage your emotional center. You need to understand your own feelings and the effect you have on other people. Right. And from a withdrawn spot that's observing like vibes do, that might be, be more obvious. And safer. Ooh, it's a safer safe. place to do it as well. That's a great word. Let's go through each of the types that withdraw in stress. The, I find these these sets real interesting. The next Great. type is ones. Ones will withdraw from one space into four space. Same sort of move there in terms of, well, ones are earners, but they're moving into space where they withdraw. And it seems like ones in this space really push towards a self-understanding, get in touch with their emotions. They're not looking out for what needs to be fixed right now and improved. It's let me look at myself, look at my identity, look at um, the unique thing I bring to the world. And again, as you were saying, notice how that cleanly moves towards dealing with frustration. Right. It's, it's, it's this mixture of what's your identity and how do you wrestle with the frustrations. And, and what's your identity and also how getting a, a perspective on how other people see you that I don't think ones have naturally like that, like that withdrawn space, like because ones are earners, it's, it's always like, like what, what can I do to earn the thing that I'm getting that, mm-hmm. that, that I'm looking for? What, what, what behaviors, what things can I fix? What, how can I make the world around me sort of, uh, better and, and moving closer and closer to this idealistic vision and, and, pulling back, retreating a little bit to that four space, getting in touch with your feelings, getting, getting clearer understanding of, of your own, your own heart, but also the way other people are toward you. Seeing yourself through other people's eyes is something that I don't know what ones actually do. 
very well because of that internal critic. They always see themselves through the critic's eyes Mm. and being able to tap into a a clear understanding of your own, your own emotions and how other people see you. It gives you a better understanding of, of what deserves your frustration. Never heard that before. That's a great word that ones see themselves not through other people's eyes. They see themselves through the critic's eyes. That's a, that's a great way to picture that, I think. I think a lot of ones would say, well, of course I see myself through their eyes, but really you just, you know, you outsource the critic and, right. you know, <laughs> anthropomorphize it and that, that person over there <laughs> right, is right. actually what's going on. Yeah, That's worthy. Uh, threes, likewise are going to move from aggressive space into withdrawn space, picking up some tools at nine. And there's a sense in my mind for threes that they're stepping off stage. Mm-hmm. Going to find a space that's calm, that's a little, that's perhaps isolated. You know, they don't have to do anything. And that can be a great place to get in touch with their hearts and understand what, what needs to be disconnected from you. Right. And I think that the threes also like, much like sevens and eights, threes are constantly moving and and the almost refusal to to stop and be here and be present to emotions is it has its own set of consequences. And yeah. and when when the relationships break, when this lack happens and and threes are are doing the work of really spending time on on that emotional space, on their own emotional space and how other people are affected by their own feelings, like they like stepping back for a minute and and not just fixing the problem, but actually like really understanding how I feel about the problem and how the other people feel about the problem. Like the 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 perspective there, like like thinking back to the the friend that I know that had a relationship break, a, a long time relationship break. The nine space allows you a little more clarity on how other people see. And so like stepping back, taking some time and and not fixing the problem right now, you get in touch with your own feelings, you get in touch with what other people are feeling and you have an e- a better chance at creating healthy disconnection and understanding that like this relationship does not represent a failure and understanding that maybe this one does at, at sort of disconnecting from the the image that you were presenting to the world so that you can be more in touch with who you actually are. Yeah. You'll notice the, uh, TJ's done a good job of this. You'll notice how once you've gotten what you need at your stress number, you're moving back into your intelligence center. So Mm -hmm. important here to think through when, in terms of using your stress tools is you you're not meant to live in stress you can see it probably most in threes, eights, and ones who are really stressed out that they just withdraw mm-hmm. over and over and over again and aren't re-engaging their body for eights and ones and not re-engaging emotionally for threes. But that's how you know that you're healthy as a three is in the ways that you were saying is like you're using those tools at nine to to get back into your heart space, into your right. intelligence center there. Right. Boom. Uh, let's talk about the types that earn in stress. So 
the first of these would be nines. Nines are going to, I don't know if first is the right way to put that. <laughs> it's a circle. <laughs> yeah, Just pick a spot. Right. Yeah. On my sheet, nines come first. Um, <laughs> nines are going to move to six, and so they move from a withdrawn stance into an earning stance. That is, there's there's a move of engaging, you know, perhaps earning new relationships through action. How do you experience, you know, the high side stress move in, as a nine? Uh, this will be a good uh, place to sort of shoehorn in our our uh, our years long debate about the word earning and dependent. Uh, sure. Uh, because I, I think that compliant even <laughs> uh, because I think that. Um, Part of the move towards six has to do with becoming more aware and uh, engaged with the the things that you need to be looking out for, uh, because for nines are so easy to to just sort of like disassociate and to to you know go with the flow and everything's going to be all right and and I think that like in this space where relationships break and in, in where where disconnection is happening and and not necessarily in a healthy way people don't want the peace that i'm creating or they're actively disrupting it when i'm doing the work of of working on the the stuff that i actually have to do of of engaging with my repressed center of of, of bringing up action that compliant and sort of earning space is is about recognizing and being able to prioritize the things that need to get done because there is an order there is a sense of like like other people are watching and other people matter and and you matter and the work that you're doing matters and other people depend on you and you depend on other people and like a lot of the stuff that goes along with just sort of naturally being a six has to do with like what's important to make sure we're safe. And, and when we go, when nines are in this lack space and, and need and enter into a stressful part of that, there are things that have to be done and we need to understand how to get them done. And sometimes it's just buckling down and doing the work that other people expect you to do. That's a good word. Relationship has gone badly. There's something about duty and responsibility that can mm -hmm. shore up some of the spaces there. Right. That's a thinking space at six for, for nines. Yep. And I also think it, yeah, it, it feeds into the, this idea of like healthy disconnection of, of, of entering into where do you need, where do you need to cause some fights? Where do you need to call out bad actors? Where do you need yeah. to actively work to protect other people where you need to actively work to protect yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. the damage that someone else is doing is damaging you and you are important and it's okay to disconnect from this, but mm. you have to actually do the work to disconnect. Going to voice some stuff. Yeah. All with the target of reengaging your body. And for nines, that means again, the creation of spaces. Right. The spaces of calm. So right. you're engaging those spaces of, of elevating here are the problems that need to get addressed so that we can get back to some some stability. Right. Boom. Next turning type is fours. Fours are going to move from a withdrawn space also. They're going to go to an earning space at two. 
How do how does that work for for fours in terms of now they're in stress and they're pushing into that earning reactive posture? Mm-hmm. I think this for fours like when when in that lack space and sort of feeling that that nobody gets me and and nobody wants to to engage the depths of of life the way that I'm that I think everyone should when the work is being done and and when you choose to go to stress and pick up tools that are available there the thing that's available at two is a focus entirely on others it, it's getting out of your own sense of like your own expectations, your own sense of yourself and, and thinking about what do other people need from me? Not just what do I need from other people, but what do other people need from me? And I think that that helps. I mean, it, it does so much work about about getting into the the feeling space but not your own you're you're very good at your own feeling space but but recognizing that like you have a part in other people's relationships you have you have a part of of you, you have to own your side of why things went wrong and and also people need things from you that you haven't been giving them and sometimes that means they need you to stop talking about your feelings like the like the the focus there pushes outward to what other people need from you, not what you need from other people. Yep. And stress notice and stress causes that shift. That's a fairly severe shift as you're talking through it. Mm-hmm. But I think the healthy side of it is is that you can recognize that it's not just that someone else didn't meet your ideal vision for the relationship. It's that you also did not meet their ideal. Yeah, you're right. There it yeah. is. You were trying to pull them into the romantic vision. It didn't work. And then if you move into stress in response, then it does become a, why did this not work for them? I'm really looking at their perspective on things. Right. And, and the ways that, that I have not lived up to what they need. Yeah. yeah. Frustration for fours seen through that lens, that can be real healthy. Right. You're taking both sets of emotions into account at a real high level at that point. Right. Right. And 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 the there's space for a, a better way of communicating and and like there there's space for better, healthier connection, period, when you're able to recognize that like they aren't doing things that I need and I'm not doing things that they're that they need. And this is where the disconnect is. And when we can come from that place, then it's actually easier. It, it's there's healthier connection available to you when you can consider the other side as well. Thing. Sevens are going to be the last of the types that move to earning in stress. Uh, sevens are assertive in their stance, but in stress, they move to one. They become earning reactive sorts. I want to talk through how sevens deal with frustration from a one space. Yeah, I think that like a, a lot of that frustration, like it, it, it can easily cause sevens to just straight up move on. It's like like we talked about the the feeling lack and and wanting to sort of run away from that those feelings and and when when sevens find themselves in this stress place of of like relationships are lacking, something is missing and you actually get to that stress place. It's it's 
your your persons, your your body, the universes, whatever it it's it's telling you to stop and stay where you are and do what needs to be done. And yeah. and like the 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 tool available at one is like you make a list and you finish the list. And like you, you do the work that has to get done, which might mean sitting through grief. It might mean having lots of really hard conversations. It might mean facing the parts of you that you've been ignoring because you don't want to deal with hard stuff. Like the, this frustration comes out and, and feeds and, and pushes sevens away from the things they don't want to experience. And healthy frustration has to do with being present to it don't run away from the frustration. You actually like there's, there's good work to be done. There's, there's even (laughs) embracing the critic that's available at one to say, Oh, these are ways that I messed up and I need to focus on the work that I have to do on myself. And if I don't, if I ignore this frustration, if I just slough it off, then it's not healthy frustration. If I recognize that it's, that it serves a purpose, then I might actually stay stick here and do the work. Mm. and do it to completion. Yeah, as, as you're talking, that idea, again, of duty and responsibility keep kind of coming back for me for, for each of these types, for nines, fours, and sevens. Yeah. And it's also, we've said this in the past, for the reactive stance, they are the towards others kind of people. They're mm-hmm. moving towards others to engage others in their stance. And that's how all nines, fours, and sevens are dealing with their problems with their stress problems it's it's a very relational kind of stuff it's for sevens it's not just organizing but it's also i need to go back and and address the feelings perhaps of Mm -hmm. those that were left behind right get some sort of system order perhaps because self-critical right in that one space this is again so that sevens can get back into their their head it's an active posture of engaging people with emotional insight. But sevens, centered sevens, are going to get out of that having to repair some stuff. And now it's, all right, What's what can I envision as the next adventure from here? And, and now a little more clearly rooted in reality. Yeah. And yeah. the, yeah, what you gained at one informs what you're going to do in the future. Right. Which is what healthy frustration would look like. Right. You've, you've processed your frustrations in one space and they inform how you do the next thing. Right. Last set is those who, who uh, become aggressive in stress. That would be twos, fives and sixes. It's always interesting to me for, I suppose for myself, I know those in my life who withdraw in stress and I know those in my life who get aggressive in stress. Mm, yeah. I've been known to think about the earning side of things. But twos, twos are going to move to the high side of eight and are going to pick up some eight tools uh, right. in and especially related to relational boundaries. Yeah. Great. Yeah. The the twos who are, are naturally sort of reactionary in their in lack and hurt. And, and when relationships don't go wrong, like when things go badly, you can react badly or you can pick up the tools that are available from a more aggressive number and, and you can say, 
like it, it's the ability to set boundaries. It's it's uh, putting your foot down in in appropriate and healthy ways and saying I am actually important enough to to make a stand here. I think it also like in that way that it sort of focuses the the aggressive stance sort of focuses on itself. I think coming out of a space where your whole understanding of yourself has to do with other people what other people think about you the move here is saying oh i'm actually really important and i don't uh, sometimes it's okay for me to not care what other people think i'm going to do the things that i need to do if this is what i want then i'm actually going to do what it takes to get what i want and and that's not necessarily a bad thing especially coming out of two one of the things that's interesting about twos going to eight is that they bail the heart and emotions at eight because eights act on their thinking. Eights right. are feeling repressed. So twos actually going into eight space means cast off the feelings uh, and we're going to have some different tools for navigating the problems. And right. I love that that defensiveness. Yeah, the I'm valuable here and perhaps a rediscovery of their self-worth comes into play. Right. And I think this is the the clearest way of understanding the like creating healthy boundaries. Yeah. Is that like you are not going to define yourself based on what other people think about how helpful you are anymore. You're going to define yourself based on who you are. Yeah. And when other people expect you to be a certain way because you're always so helpful, you don't you don't have to live into that anymore. Circles back to your heart's message, you know, and twos need to find their source. Right. They need to find a place where they just are known that they're valuable and, and loved. Right. Won't get into these sorts of predicaments as often. Right. I'm sure these, these might be unavoidable, but. <laughs> well, the, the, the boundaries, like, like four twos, the, the boundaries also will, in, in the way that it sort of like moves you back into your primary center it it also when you say these people do not get my best energy anymore it creates more space for the people who are supposed to be getting it yeah exactly it's it's so often that that twos the people who get the least amount of of care from twos are their family because their their energy is going to everyone else in their lives work uh social groups like whatever else those are the people who are getting what they quote unquote, what what the twos have to offer. And when you can separate out the bad actors who are demanding this from you and, and, and not really maintaining relationship when you can cut off people who are not, who do not want the thing that you're offering them to, to maintain relationship, then you can actually give all of that energy to people who do care boundaries engage your superpower at that point yep fives are like are are going to move from a withdrawn stance into an assertive stance fives are the only type that get aggressive both in stress and insecurity right also need to create some healthy boundaries but this will be using aggressive tools uh, just like the two i suppose right um so real similar move yeah yeah the 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 move for fives is to seven and uh, which is a really interesting move. I think all the moves for fives are, are really interesting, but the, the, that lack, that unrealized connection, I have this wisdom and understanding to offer you and you don't want it. 
the the move to seven in the best way i think it it just it takes things less seriously it it says okay that's fine that it it's okay that you don't want this because it it's it kind of doesn't matter it's okay uh and and there's i think there's there's a lot of fun and uh movement to be had for fives when they move to seven there's i mean it's it's like let's let's try new things let's let's do things that are out of the ordinary it's new possibilities and and it's um there's a sort of unstated seriousness with which fives take life yeah and and that move gives them the opportunity to to step outside of that box feels like the opposite to the apathy that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like you would get stuck. You would get stuck in apathy if you couldn't move to your stress number as a five. But seven's right. going to blow open some new possibilities, get get some something else that's in the future that we can we can jump toward. Right. Right. Yeah, we talked about like you you can't hate things that you don't care about. You can't you can't choose apathy in relationships if if you didn't like the the apathetic response to hurt in relationships has a lot to do with the the sense of care that you felt before and intending to disengage from that feeling but when you pick up healthy behavior from 7 from that stress move it's 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 taking all of it less seriously I always use the idea of there's new adventures out there to grab hold of, but since we're talking about relationships, there's there's lots of new people right that might be discovered. Right. You know, and Absolutely. The, to even to study, to understand, to observe, to interact with, there mm-hmm. there there's a lot of life in that five seven move. Right. And and I think even the, there's even the opportunity to uh, tap into some of the seven's ability to reframe and to instead of remembering what went wrong and focusing mm. on the thing, the reason that the relationship broke, you can also remember all of the great things that happened and say this was a self-contained experience and it was great. And like, here are the things that that kept me there for this long. And now that it has ended I can move on having had this experience. Yeah. You uncovered a dinosaur bone there in terms of like, we, we could easily talk about our stress move and the coping style that's available mm-hmm. to us also. Yep. Yep. And that's, it's, that's something we're talking about for, so just let the listener understand if you wanted to, to just look at this at yourself, what's the coping style of your stress number? It probably says a lot about the tools available there. Boom. Uh, last on the list is sixes. Sixes are going to be earners, but they're going to become assertive in stress at three. Uh, what do you see there about creating healthy disconnection? Yeah, I think this is another place where uh, it, it, there's, a, there's an ability to put the foot down in more appropriate ways, like sixes moving to three. I think sixes so naturally fade into the background like they they're the type that don't really want to be noticed because notice if i'm visible that means i'm in danger uh and 
when relationships break, when this lack happens, when when sixes offer their their fidelity, their connection, their their support, and and are trying to create a space where that is offered back to them, and people are like, no, I don't want that, or they they stomp on it, like when when that sense of safety and security and and safe space is is rejected, the movement there. I, I think sixes are able to pick up a, a sense of self-worth at three that it, it values the self. It, it, it says I have something to offer and, and, and even like the, there's an ability to recognize what the, th- what the six is able to do and, and say, I, I demand that you take this seriously. Like they, there's, there's, there's an option here to move from always wanting other people's sort of not approval, but, but wanting other people to tell me that I'm safe to saying, I have done this work and you will say I'm safe because I've done it already. You, you will stay connected to me because I have given you this or in the healthy disconnection it's the ability to say, I have done all of this for you and you don't want it and you can get out. I will move on from this now. Yeah. Similar to the twos in a lot of ways here of being able to shut down some of the feelings that just aren't very helpful uh, in uh, centered. When twos mm-hmm. and sixes are centered, they really do care about other people's feelings. And sometimes right. other people's feelings get in the way. Yeah. In it, th- in for sixes, when they go to three space, if you can get rid of other people's feelings for a half second, that might help you to really solve a problem. Right, and I, I think in the three way, it it gives you the opportunity to focus on your feelings. Yeah, and and then yeah. there's that, it, and that's also feels like two going to eight gets defensive for themselves. Same mm-hmm. story with six going to three. Yep, a lot more insight perhaps into what they bring to the table that suddenly awakens i imagine for a six it's the the six as we've said this in the past they don't have an anchor in the past but going into three space they will begin to see everything through a past filter right and so you can see what you've done for folks in stress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think it also uh, touches on the the threes stance being in the future Mm -hmm. uh because now it, it's not just I have accomplished the I have done these things to get me to this place, but it's also I I can move on now. Yep. And and there's also I I, I do also want to say there's there's an ability to take charge, to step right. into the leadership role in the relationship. I imagine that's really interesting for sixes in their romantic relationships. Sure. I'm doing the quick inventory. Sixes commonly are paired with eights, nines, and that's why I see all the time is sixes with eights and nines. If they date anyone else, any sixes out there yeah. married to a different type. Um, I, I know all, I know a six that spectrum. I know a six that was married to a one. But the thing that's interesting there is. I imagine the six commonly in relationship isn't necessarily the the leadership personality as it were. Right. Right. But in stress, taking that mantle, that's interesting. Yeah. Every once in a while there's there's things that like 
in, in relationship situations, there's, you know, somebody has to make a decision mm-hmm. and sixes often are not that person. Right. And, and part of the, the move to stress, especially, especially when the stress is because of a broken relationship, one of the tools that's available is, is the ability to say, okay, I'm in charge of my own destiny now. It's good. Well, you want to hear some bad news? What is it? Next time we're going to talk about the low side of all these moves. <laughs> we did a good job. You say bad news. I, <laughs> I'm totally comfortable on the low side. We knocked out three podcasts worth of material in less than two hours. I know at least five minutes or ten minutes is getting cut, so we're under the two-hour <laughs> two mark on, yeah, on my clock. This will come out under two hours. That's not what the uh, time reads while we're recording. but Right. The end result will get there. Y'all don't realize that these take us five hours to record and cut down pretty clean. Um, No fat. (laughs) But that's where we're going. Next time we'll do the low side of motive stance and uh, and, and we'll throw in a new little wrinkle to to close it in terms of how we get stuck in the isolating doom loop. Right. That's where we'll just wrap up this introductory uh, dive into the affect. So, good stuff. I like how you say introductory because <laughs> it's this is definitely not like an intro to this material. It's the it might primer. be our first one, but it's the grad class on <laughs> I should yeah. Why don't I spin myself? Uh, like so now that you have uh, taken the master's level uh, <laughs> course on the affect, master class on affect. You can go ahead and give yourself, like, on behalf of TJ and I, just go ahead and write yourself a little certificate, diploma, something, whatever all those other Enneagram places give you when you've done real work. Our stuff is is, is some high-level stuff, so <laughs> throw that on your wall. <laughs> hey, guess what? What? I got announcements. You want to hear some announcements? Hit me. So we are continuing our online uh, gatherings. There's like 20 to 30 people that show up every other Sunday. We're going to start those again on October 9th. Guess what we're going to talk about? Affect? This material right here. Ooh. Now that it's on tape and presented, I bet you all got fresh thoughts about your type and where we kind of missed some stuff, but we want to hear from you because this is fresh for us as well. I'm going to be peppering everybody with questions about, about their type, and I would love, love, love to hear you know, places this stuff connects with you for the sake of the rest of us who love people who are your type. And, and so that is also an invitation for you to correct things that we've said that were wrong. It's true. So we'll see at least five ones showing up <laughs> ready, ready to throw down. Um, you know, I've been wondering, is, uh, now that now that the footballs have started again, mm-hmm. is, is every other Sunday going to even work? Like when, like at what point are are the are the football games gonna interfere with these systematic gatherings? thinker that I am pushing into the security of the future because I love the enneagram. I had the calendar in one hand and the Broncos Sunday night football <laughs> schedule in the other, and I actually had to shift everything. <laughs> and I was like, wait, okay, we gotta stagger this sucker. We'll start on the ninth, and then everything works. So, there we go. Perfect. I'm glad you caught that. So other 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 sports teams that might play later on Sunday nights. Yeah, I don't care about you your other are... sports teams. <laughs> Just... You don't care about others as much as I don't <laughs> care about any of it. But so. the donkeys. When the donkeys are on Sunday night football, you gotta, you gotta show up. 
<laughs> that'll go from October 9th to the first week in December. It'll be five. And then we'll probably take a break through the Christmas holiday and then start fresh in January again. So that's what we're doing Great. online. Also online, I hear tell, if you got into our uh, stress and stuff right here, we're having a, 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 a what you call it? A whole thing? A whole thing. An event. It, <laughs> it's a grand event <laughs> in Greeley. I uh, believe it's the first week in February. Yeah. You can find the links and you can purchase tickets at aroundthecircle.org if you're in the Colorado area or if you just are looking for an excuse to travel. Most people don't come to Greeley in the middle of winter, but you can bounce from Greeley to, you know, Copper Mountain, Winter Park's close yeah. by. You could. There's lots of great stuff within fairly reasonable driving distance. Come out for a ski vacation the weekdays prior. You'll have the whole mountain to yourself. Come to our thing on Saturday. Head home. That, that That's a glorious vacation right there. I mean, if you say so. It's an expensive vacation as well. <laughs> <laughs> but... Our tickets are only like 50 bucks, though. So, yeah, it's the skiing that's expensive. Yeah, I understand. That would be setting you back, maybe. Always get cranked up when people who love us give us some stars. Yep. So we had somebody who took their star back this week. We went oh, from no. two, 242 reviews with the star to 241. I was like, what was the thing? How does that even we, happen? Somebody I, erased I didn't our know that star. that was possible. Hopefully it was one of those two-star reviews where they were like, you know what, this got better. I'll yeah, just take maybe. my stars back for the time being. Um, I have heard you can revise your, your uh, what you call it, your your uh, iTunes review. So if you want to say all sorts of new things that are amazing, that's also an option. Although I've heard that if you want to say a negative things that they don't let you revise it. Is that true? I mean. Oh, it, I'm not paying it, attention. It, we want our audience to pay it. To <laughs> I'm looking at the next thing on my list. I was like, really? <laughs> yes. So what TJ said, this was correct. <laughs> I haven't plugged the collection or Brian Claxton recently, but I saw Brian Claxton live last night. Mm. And that guy's got skills. It's good stuff. Got good skills. Stuff. Yeah. Did a, just did a solo in front, and I was in a room with just like 30 people and like one of the best drummers in the world doing yeah. a little doing a solo. <laughs> just, yeah. That was a great tune. Incredible, but always appreciate the collection and Brian and their work. And that's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. He's CJ Wilson. He's officially tattooed. And I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't <laughs> interesting. <laughs>